The following segment is sponsored by Daniel A. White and Associates and does not necessarily reflect the views of this station or Forever Media Incorporated. Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. So being a very, very happy client of Dan White's as well, I love bringing him to you every Wednesday afternoons at 1.30 for some great advice, knowledge, and things you didn't even think of when it comes to planning for your retirement. Dan, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So um, I remember last year, there's so many different changes in, in 2020 regarding uh, IRAs and... Uh, required minimum distributions and you didn't have to do that and stuff so uh now i i see that uh you want to let us know that there are bigger 401k contributions coming next year is yeah. that right yeah last year again we had the cares act and that kind of you know they suspended rmds and all that kind of thing but what the story is this year is inflation as we know and uh just about a week ago they announced the uh social security uh cost of living increase coming in at about 6.1%, which is just insane, 59 I believe it was. Um, the highest one in 40 years. Well, along with that, again, the government looked at their their contributions into retirement accounts, and they've increased, it's kind of interesting, they've increased everyone but the IRA. The IRA is like the, the uh, you know, the, the stepsister that got ignored. So, But for 401Ks next year, 2022 will bring higher contribution limits. Uh, this year it was 19,500 and then you had a catch up if you were over 50 years old of 6,500 for a total of 26,000. Well now for 2022 and this is for 401ks including the thrift savings plan for government employees mm -hmm. along with 403b and 457b plans, they've raised it a thousand dollars. It went from 19,500 to 20,500. And and the catch up provision is the same uh, at sixty five hundred. So now you can go from twenty six. Now you can put twenty seven thousand away starting in twenty twenty two. How? Why don't they just allow you to put more money in? Is it all about taxes? Uh, it's all yeah. Of course, it's all about taxes. So yeah. they don't want you to shelter too much of it. SEPs went up as well. The maximum SEP contribution this year was fifty eight thousand. They've raised that to sixty one thousand. If you're in a simple a simple IRA plan, your salary deferrals go from thirteen five to fourteen, and the catch up remains at three thousand. But the surprising part, as I mentioned, the IRA contribution limit does not change. It's stuck at six thousand for the fourth year in a row. The thousand dollar catch up is still in place. So again, in twenty twenty two, as it was in twenty twenty one, the max you could put into an IRA is seven thousand dollars. Any idea why that is? And, you know, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they they raise everything else. Why wouldn't they raise the uh, the IRA contribution? Um, they did raise a couple other things to phase out. Like right now, if you make too much money, you can't contribute to a Roth IRA. That used to be uh, the phase out was one hundred and twenty five thousand to one hundred and forty. Uh, now that's been increased to one hundred twenty nine thousand to one hundred forty four thousand. So everything went up, but the amount that you can contribute to an IRA. So um, Social Security going up, uh, the benefits going up, like you said, what, 5.9%? 5 59 yeah. 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 So I was also reading that the Social Security Board of Trustees say that the surplus in the trust funds to disperse all this money for retirement, disability, and other Social Security benefits is going to be depleted by 2000. 
34 in just like yeah, 13 uh, years. That's it. Yeah, I think they bumped it up actually to two, uh, 2033. Yeah, they moved it up one year. Yeah. Yeah. So 2034, what does that mean to us? Well, it doesn't mean it's the, you know, Social Security, the trust fund, they were, this is the first year where they're not, they're they're paying out more than what they're bringing in. They've always been bringing in more than what they're paying out. I mean, the bottom line, when they started Social Security, you had 50 people paying in, 75 people paying in, and for every one person collecting, now it's three to one. So for every three people that's paying in, there's somebody collecting. So, um and this is the first year, like I said, where they're paying out more than what they're bringing in. But even if the trust fund gets entirely depleted, um, what it means, and, and, and Social Security is never going to go away. I'm starting to hear that more and more. I don't, I'm not counting on it. It's not going to be there. It's going to be there. It's a pay-as-you-go system. So, you know, they take 6.2% out of your check. The employer adds 6.2%. The, the benefits would drop probably about 20 to 25% if right. they don't make any don't take any corrective action. But what I think will happen, and I was really kind of surprised, um, the contribution uh, wage base uh, only went up a couple, you know, it didn't go up to 6.6%. To 6%. Um, it went up less than that. And that's where I think they're going to get the most bang for their buck. In other words, it's around $140,000 a year. Once you make more than that, you're not paying into Social Security any further. What I think will happen is, you know, when push comes to shove, and I wish they would do it sooner rather than later, uh, they'll raise that, they'll increase that. You know, maybe they'll go to 200, maybe they'll go to 500, maybe they'll go to a million. Uh, when that happens, you know, presto, all the CEOs and all the pro athletes and entertainers and all that would have to pay in a lot more to Social Security, and that'll shore up the solvency of the program. You know, even those of us who would much prefer what they had, what they called the Galveston model uh, in Texas, there was a time in this country where there were communities, counties uh, especially, could opt out of Social Security and create their own fund. And they did this in Galveston, Texas, um, a couple other places as well. And those people actually have more money in retirement than they will ever get from Social Security. So what happens? Well, what happens, Dan, is, is like what you said. Um, increase contributions to the fund from people who are wealthy. Otherwise, you're yeah. just going to extend the, uh, the age of benefits. What's the age right now um, when you can get benefits of Social Security? Well, you can always get them at 62. Before retirement age, at one point it was 65, and now it's 67. So that's the other thing they're going to do as well. They'll continue to raise that age, and it won't affect it won't affect you and I or, or anybody in our in our category. It's going to be our kids. You know, yeah. my guess is by the time my kids get there, they're probably going to have to wait till 70 or 72 before they can get the full amount. Okay, so unless you millennials start making babies, and I, and I highly recommend you, you, know, you go out buy a couple of bottles of wine and, and start tonight. Uh, you, you know, guys, uh, you know, you're married. Uh, just make sure you know she's drinking you pretty, and then go out get a couple of bottles of wine, start making babies, because otherwise there's not going to be enough people to support you with Social Security at all, unless. At that time, Dan, I mean, is it outrageous to suggest that they cut the benefit down 10, 15, maybe 20%, like you said, uh, they extend the age of retirement to 75 years old, and they also require people who make it up to a million dollars, two million, three, uh, whatever it is, uh, to pay in. Can you see that happening? Yeah, I really can. That's that's where I think they're going to restore sovereignty to the system. And it's funny you brought that up. I actually did a radio show years and years ago 
about exactly that. Hey, the millennials, hey, start having more kids. That's, That's right. really the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you think about it, Rick, when we were kids, I mean, I, I remember I, I swam at a swim club, and it was nothing. I remember a family that I swam with, they had 14 kids. Another kid, another family had nine. Another one had eight. That was fairly normal, you know, 40 years ago, 40, 50 years ago. Today, if you know, most people have one, two kids, and it's done. Um, and that's and that's the reason all these families that had 10, 12 kids are all now turning 62 and 65, and yep. there's not enough people coming behind them to, to uh, provide solvency. Well, we all know what happened. You know, taxes went up. Mom had to go to work. He just uh, didn't right. want to because uh, because of the taxes and fees and, and all that. We take a look at the gasoline cost now four dollars a gallon is not uncommon. As we look around what's going on right now, the cost of turkey is going way up. Even though, by the way, I did see a sale at Acme. It was 98 cents a pound. I don't know if it's still going on, but I saw that at, at Acme. I thought, wow, because it's like a buck 29, buck 39 in different places as well. But that's not going to be transitory. It's going to last. Uh, that's just all these inflationary taxes, if you will, are going to last surely throughout next year. You can't print trillions of dollars and not have to have it be paid back in some way. So um, it's it's just it's really almost financially impossible to have a large family now because of all the taxes and and the fees and everything that go on in our lives. Oh, and by the way, um, there are other things too that we as a society have generated that cost you more. You might be paying a hundred bucks uh, or more for internet and cell phone and things like that. You know, sorry, back in Pop Pop's day, the cell the the phones you spent fifteen bucks, you had a phone. That was all you had to spend, and maybe for long distance you'd spend some money on long distance, right? And you get a bill for maybe uh, you know three dollars a month for your local access. Also, you didn't have to worry about cable and all that because you had three channels on TV. But you know, you choose you, you choose to pay for these things, and people do. And so now it's like all these businesses have created an annuity for themselves, and we're the ones paying into it because they figured out. How to get monthly payment. I'll give you another example. There's software. Adobe's very good at this. They have software where, you know, normally you'd pay like you know, $300 and you own the software program forever and ever until there's an upgrade. Now they charge you 30, 40, 50 bucks or more a month uh, for access and they keep everything on the cloud. They figured out a way to have your monthly payment pay for whatever product or service it is, creating an annuity for that company. And you, my friend, are the source of that money. So um, a lot of things have changed in in the way that we pay for things, and not necessarily for the better. Well, you're absolutely correct. And I think one other major change that occurred is, as you said, you know, back, back you know, 40, 50 years ago, people got married younger. Not as many people went to college. Now, now millennials today, they're going to college. They're, they're waiting until they're 30, 35 to get married. Tough to tough to you know have six kids when you're getting married at 35. You know, I mean, so so that's that the whole shift in the in the demo, demographics and everything else, and as you say, all the all the different products and services that we pay for now, it certainly affected the size of the families, and that uh, ultimately has an impact on Social Security. Exactly, and they make it easy to do too. It's right there on your phone. Uh, hit send. I paid that bill. Hit send. I paid that bill. Yep. It's you know you used to be you, know, you write things down and you have a balance in your checkbook and uh, you know um, I keep a spreadsheet on on a lot of things that I've been spending on but it's just you know where does the money go? Well, you have to download the, the I guess the Excel spreadsheet uh, from uh, <laughs> from whatever you're doing online and, and punch it in there 
It's just very expensive. So, Social Security, yeah, uh, put it away as much as you possibly can for your retirement because it's not going to get any cheaper. That's for sure. All right, Dan White, always good advice. Thank you. I've learned so much from you over the years. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Oh, oh, you know, I almost forgot something. So, Sunday morning, 7 a.m., you're up with a cup of coffee, and you turn on WDEL, 11.50 a.m., 101.7 FM, and there's Dan White on the money, 7 o'clock on Sunday. What's on the program this week? Yeah, it's an interesting program this week, Rick. Uh, you know, one of the things that's marketed recently in the 401k plans that is kind of a set it and forget it, you know, it's supposed to be the one size fits all is target date or retirement retirement date funds, you know, where, hey, if you're going to retire in 2022, yeah. you know, go into the 2022 fund and you'll be fine, you know, you're insulated from the market downturn. Well, the show Sunday will tell you that that's not always the case, and these target date funds may not be as protective as people think. Are you going to share with us uh, what kind of investments are in these target date funds, and and why oh, yeah. they and, and and why they rationalize this as being uh, your retirement target date? Because that's what I would like to know. Well, the other thing that comes into play is you know if you have two people that are are of the same age, okay, so they're both going to retire in twenty twenty five. That's all you know about these two investors. Does that mean they ought to be in the same investments? You don't know anything about their risk tolerance, their goals, their objectives. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. We're going to point out some of the problems with target date funds. You know, that's a really good point. You don't know if they have a bunch of grandkids they want to help out in some way, maybe with school, maybe with a car. That they want to yeah, buy they might a... have rental properties. They yeah. might have all kinds of other assets. Again, but just because they're the same age, they ought to be in the same investment. Uh, I don't think that's really a good a good piece of advice. Sunday morning, 7 a.m., right here on WDEL, on the money, Dan White. You can get a hold of him at 888-690-8820 and Dan White and Associates online. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Have a great day, Rick. All right, uh, you too.